0: Hi, this is Ed K. Smith from OzDomainer.com, and you're listening to Domain Names Podcast, episode number 18. Hi everyone, this is Ed from AusDomainer.com with uh, Domain Names Podcast and our special guest today is Andrew Miller from InternetRealEstate.com and uh, more recently his new website SimpleDomains.com. Um, those of you who haven't uh, heard of Andrew, which would probably be very few of you who listen to any of my podcasts, but um, uh, Andrew has been in partnership uh, for quite a few years with uh, Zappy Zaplin. Uh, and they started internetrealestate.com um, several years ago and have uh, had great success uh, with selling uh, names or, or owning names like um, beer.com, uh, chocolate.com, um, podcast.com, software.com, and many, many more, which you can have a look at uh, on their site. So, welcome, Andrew. Thank you for your time.
1: Looking forward to it. And actually, uh nice to talk to uh the land down under we just recently uh did a transaction with a company based out of uh out of australia uh, with one of our domains which i can't talk too much about the details for but uh, no, no, software with software.com so it's uh good to talk to you
0: oh okay yeah i noticed uh, software.com was not on your list of names anymore so that one's um gone to someone else and that's that's great that's what it's all about if the opportunity there and it's right for you and it's right for the uh, whoever the end user may be, then go for it. So you've, you've uh, been in this game for quite a while now, so um, uh, give us a little bit of a, a background on, on how you got started in domains and um, uh, we'll, we'll take it from there.
1: We had, um, I had a, uh, Zappy, and I had a direct response television company producing uh, transactional oriented television shows, but with for very, very well-known brands such as uh, the New, New England Patriots, New York Jets, NFL teams, NASCAR, The Grateful Dead, Diana Ross, Itzhak Perlman, The Violinist, uh, General Cinema back then, now AMC, theaters, uh, where we combine traditional entertainment with the purchasing of something, products, offers, uh, and putting them on television, often on national network television. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we kind of progressed uh, into the Internet because some of our partners there were early Internet adapters. I mean, the Grateful Dead, for example, uh, they were making money on the Internet selling goods to one, you know, shipping goods from selling goods online from to one single customer and shipping it uh, in probably 1995, you know, All just right. the perspective. You know, the year AOL was born <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, we we were we were turned on to the internet pretty early. The other thing is, from our seat, uh, we thought that there was going to be um, the goal was obviously to have an audience, and the bigger the audience, the better for whatever you were doing. And we also realized, you know, with television, uh, it was challenging to get an audience, and it was expensive. And there were only you know uh, a hand, when we started in television, there were only thirty channels. It growing to you know the the famed five hundred channels that we have today and more. Um, yeah on the Internet, we realized there was going to be millions and millions of websites and channels and addresses for people to access and cut through. And obviously, this was before Google helped you do that. Mm. Um, But even with Google today, you know, they'll serve you up what they think are the most relevant few on page one. But, you know, there's thousands. So uh, we made a very early on decision that um, the best way to cut through that clutter was to have a brand that nobody could forget. It was memorable, it was easy to spell, that they heard it once and remembered it forever uh, and also came with a built-in audience, uh, which we all know now as Type-In Traffic. Uh, Uh So you know, we decided that we would only do business and build businesses and websites on category domain names and specifically .com domain names. So uh, we started, as you know, with Beer.com and progressed to Diamond.com and then to Shop.com. All businesses we've so, or, or, or domains we have sold. Uh, we then launched creditcards.com, which we ran for three years from 2001 to 2004, and, and have continued to build businesses or buy or sell uh, one or two word generic category.com domain names for the reasons I said above. What 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 happened between 1998 and today? You know, in the last 10 years, uh, is uh, the power of a category.com domain name um, in the search engines and in Google specifically uh, came into play. So uh, now, you know, if you own chocolate.com, which we do, and someone searches for anything with the word chocolate in it, whether that is just chocolate or yeah. chocolate or chocolate gifts, um, you know, Google views us as extremely credible and extremely relevant, and you know, serves us up on page one uh, because we have a great site, but we also have a great brand that they know is important and relevant and means something, and probably is is going to feature chocolate on it.
0: Yeah, okay. and that's and that's that's one of the things that uh, a lot of people uh, in this day and age, and I mean over over the years, always talk about branding of their particular uh, product or service. Uh, but when you have a, a domain name like chocolate.com, it already has that built-in branding, and that's what all, you know. A lot of clients that I deal with, I I try and explain this, and you can see the light bulb going on in people's heads when they really do get a domain. Because amazingly, and you probably still experience the same thing. There's still a lot of uh, a lot of people that don't quite really grasp the gravity of what a a, a generic um, category killer domain. Do you do you come across that still in your daily business? Yeah.
1: Sorry. Uh, Clearly, Ed, um, clearly it's getting better. Uh, There are large Fortune 100 companies that get it, and there are large Fortune 100 companies that do not have a clue. Mm -hmm. There are large, you know, there are venture capitalists and private equity firms who get it. There are venture capitalists and private equity firms who do not quite understand, you know, that, you know, at multiple levels, what a domain would do for their business Um, obviously, you know, a domain without a great business or a domain without great technology is just a raw piece of land that's valuable to someone who can use it. Um, uh, The more valuable your business, your technology is, the more important it is to have. Uh, You know, what I always tell people is even if you have an established brand uh, like Barnes & Noble or like Johnson & Johnson, who have Books.com and Baby.com respectively as examples, um, you know, why would you not want – to come, if someone searches for baby, uh, baby stuff or baby information, why would you not want to come up on the first page of Google, both as Johnson and Johnson and baby.com or Monster and Jobs.com, which they happen to own? Yes. Why would you want two kicks the can on page one of Google if you're a company in that space, even if you believe you're not using it as a brand or as your front brand, but you already have a brand? That address alone can bring you so much credibility and traffic and customers you might not get because if I go to Google, if I search jobs and Monster comes up first, I already know about Monster. Maybe I haven't made a brand decision yet and Jobs.com is first and Monster is third. Yes, I'm, going to assume, yep. I'm going to assume Jobs.com will help me get to where I want to get just like Google does, maybe even more vertically integrated. And I'm going to click on that. Now, if I'm Monster and I own that, which I do, and I make it – you know, valuable then and, and have good content, content and information. Then I just got the customer that maybe I wouldn't have gotten. So um, the, the the other thing I would say, and, and I and I'm kind of infamous for saying this in uh, in, in domain related interviews or talks, <laughs> is you know the domainers to me still are uh, a large part of the domainer audience is still the are still the ones who don't get it, and that doesn't help everybody else get it. Because what you see the domainers doing, and I think perpetuated by some of the larger domain companies, uh, are the domainers are so focused on what I consider, in the old 80-20 rule of value, the 20%, if that, if that, side of the value chain, which is, what is your type in traffic? What is your pay-per-click revenue? And that's the value that we're going to value your domain off of. I can tell you, Zappi and I have sold every single domain we have sold has... I would say we've almost never even agreed to quote uh, pay per click revenue if we have it or traffic, and our sales have been done because the buyer is an end user who understood that the value to them isn't what you know some park page that I've done nothing with, but the value to them is what they can do with that domain and that brand and how they can apply it to what they're already doing or their business. You can't and, see
0: me. You can't see me right now, Andrew, but I'm standing in my chair applauding. <laughs> So, I, I, um, yeah, we're all preaching the same thing by the sounds of it, and it's it's one of those things that I've, none of my domains that I've sold over the years, uh, I have never done the same thing. I've never quoted uh, figures or uh, PPC income or anything like that. It's all been just based on the same thing you just said about the value and what can be done with the name. And, um, you know, and you're talking about there's there's lots of domains out there, and you only have to look at the drop lists of, uh, of names that are expiring, and uh you you see the the rubbish that people have registered and you and that makes you realise there are a lot of people who you know, their their domain is but also they're they're uh just, you know, general public people who don't understand names by the ones that are expiring. So um it's it's really not hard when you look at the the, the common sense side of things to, to register keyword phrases or, or names that are that are searched on that make sense to the, the public or the end user.
1: And you know I- uh, from one half of the world all the way around to the other, you know, it is our job to continue to make sure uh, that some of the large, kind of well-known people in the domain community and companies, you know, uh, are most educated on the fact that again, um, the lowest hanging value, the smallest portion of the chain, is. You know, uh, you take a domain, you park it, you point it through Google, you know, 49 people a month type it in, you get paid X cent to click, and and that's your cash flow. Again, the value of the domain is, and, and I have plenty of domains that we do nothing with right now, okay, that are just waiting for an opportunity, and the value of that domain is if, uh, and there's been so many, uh, is if an end user who already realizes or becomes to realize Wow, if we had that, we would get two kicks at the can at Google, or this is what it would be worth to us if we put it all in all of our prime time advertising and we spend you know hundreds of millions of dollars a year on like Johnson and Johnson did with baby dot com as an example mm. um, that you know that domain will be worth x to us it doesn't matter you know what it's doing today and I give the great a, a, a simple real estate example, hence our name right if you own uh if you were lucky enough to have bought you know uh, the entire block of Madison Avenue between 60th and 61st Street, maybe the most valuable piece of real estate, you know, maybe the most valuable piece of retail real estate in all of New York City uh, mm. where, Bar- where Barney's sits today, okay? And you own that land, okay? And you put uh, a hot dog stand in the middle of it selling, <laughs> sell, selling, selling hot dogs from a cart and the rest of it was vacant, okay? Uh, that doesn't mean... That Barney's can't come along and build the world's, you know, New York's best department store uh, that takes up the entire block and four floors and, you know, multi-hundred million dollars of revenue. So, for Barney's, that block was worth a lot more uh, as that real estate and what they were going to do with it than it was to the hot dog guy.
0: Great Uh, analogy. I love it. I haven't heard that one before. That's good. (laughs) That's, that's a good example i i look um in the conversation that uh, i had with zappy when we spoke um he used his uh, his billboard analogy which no doubt you have heard <laughs> um yes. you know does does a domain name pass a, a billboard test a a, mem- a memorable name so um now out of all the names you've registered now this, this is a bit like one of those questions which is your your favorite child if you have several children <laughs> what what would you say would be the name, if you could only have one of your names ever again, which one do you think it would be out of the ones you've had in the past and including ones you have now?
1: Can I answer that question in two parts? One, if I could absolutely. own any domain, in the wor- any domain in the
0: world? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. What, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: followed by, uh, you know, I'm going to be very careful to list my own favorite domain because that oh. changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's the most valuable just because it's my own favorite. Uh-huh. Uh, but... Uh, uh, when asked if I could own any domain in the world, it's, my answer has never changed in 10 years, and that domain is weather.com. Wow. Um, okay. You know, I, I actually believe that you know, it is a universal name and a universal word, and you know, pretty much everybody wants to go and you know, find out the weather every day from all their devices as quickly as possible, and obviously that domain is not for sale. It's owned by you know, the Weather Channel and does extremely well. But you know, I've always said that would be the number one, you know, for me the the I most coveted, okay. um, because I think the amount of people who care about and want to come to it over and over and over on a daily basis is pretty much everybody.
0: Yeah, yep, true, um, yep. I would check my iPhone weather, men weather men one young, about twenty men times men a day. Young, old, right?
1: <laughs> so, hey, huh? men, women, young, old, you know, from every country and every. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yep. They all want to know what the weather's going to be. Um, and need to know what the weather is going to be. From our own portfolio, um, you know, creditcards.com was a great name to own at the time we owned it. Um, You know, I I would say, again, this is a question. I mean, obviously, I love chocolate.com. How can you not love (laughs) Um, chocolate.com? Chocolate is chocolate. Uh, I love chocolate. Chocolate is now, uh, especially dark chocolate, proving to be a pretty powerful health antioxidant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, there's even, you know, uh, good to chocolate now. Um, yes. and I think it's just an incredible business opportunity. Um, you know, so I would say that would be one of them. Uh, another one, uh, is, um, sweepstakes.com. You know, that's a domain we're in a bunch of discussions around to try to find the right partner to operate with, but sweepstakes.com to me, you know, is if the domain is about getting people to give you, uh, their information and, you know, there is no, not nothing. Yeah. You know, sweepstakes is the 100 plus year age old practice way before the internet of the best, the most powerful way uh, to get people to, uh, who give you their information and have a chance to come out a winner. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, the singular is not a word, so it's just one word. And to me, uh, it is the kind of a sleeper is one of you know, the most powerful domain we own based on what's happening on the internet today with lead generation. To me, sweepstakes are the gateway uh, to customer information and the gateway to uh, a registration path and a gateway to lead generation. Um, we also uh, um, own safety.com sportsfan.com insurancequotes.com insurance quotes.com is a name I own. that's much like credit cards doing very well. So I, I like them all, but um you know, it's pretty but, hard. But to, weather,
0: uh, weather, and uh, but weather and um, and credit cards would probably be your top picks. You would say.
1: No, I'd say weather and chocolate.
0: And chocolate <laughs> now, yeah, because you don't have credit cards, so of course. You can't say credit cards now, can you? But um, <laughs> oh, look, uh, now you've before we officially started uh, recording this conversation, um, one one of the new projects that you've been working on, which I have been reading and enjoying immensely. Um, is your brand new website called SimpleDomains.com? funnily enough good name but uh, would you like to let people know how that um, has evolved and, and what got you started in in that site for selling names and also the, the, the blog side of things
1: so um, you know I have a few different deals and companies that I oversee um, you know one of them uh, a company called simple had own, acquired and owned a portfolio of, um, you know, several hundred to a thousand uh, of what I thought are some of the best branded .com domain names in the world, uh, you know, not the uh, not the single word category names usually like internet real estate, you know, chocolate.com, uh, those are for internet real estate, sweepstakes.com. But, you know, one more level down, things such as foreignauto.com or fertilityservices.com, a second tier of names that I thought could really, really be used to help everyone from entrepreneurs to large companies and anything in between uh, do what we just discussed, which was leverage their presence on the Internet, leverage their presence in the search engines. So uh, that business was formed to pretty much sell those domains uh instead of develop them, although we have developed a couple of them, uh, or are developing a couple of them, uh, really to sell those domains at very, very fair amount, uh, market prices, even below fair. We've been told we've sold domains uh, at simple domains well below fair market value. Um, we're not trying to be pigs. We're just trying to you know, uh, sell the domains to buyers who can use them effectively and reap tons of value from them. And, uh, you know, for the first two years, it was kind of unsolicited. People would just come to us. They'd find the domain either through the Whois database or by simpledomains.com or just typing the domain in directly or through CEDO and they'd come to us through email or through CEDO and and say, we want to buy it. And you know we, we sold a good amount of them and made a lot of people very happy. Um, but we started to get a lot of requests from a lot of different places. You know, Simple Domains was a static website, just a brochure. And we started to get a lot of requests at two levels. One... Can you make it easy for us to buy a domain from you, instead of going through a whole process? Can you actually have it where we can go to your website, click on buy, get a contract, go through escrow.com or PayPal, and you know very rapidly make a purchase? And and, and number one and number two, uh publish the prices instead of in the past where we did not publish the prices. So we said that made sense. So we built simpledomains.com, which we just launched um, uh, the new site a couple of weeks ago here in in the in, uh, beginning of December as a really dynamic marketplace to buy and sell our domains. Uh, the other thing we've been getting a ton of demand for is from people saying, hey, will you guys help us sell our domains? Uh-huh. So the uh, answer is we are helping some people sell their domains on simpledomains.com, uh, acting as a broker, uh, but, you know, we're very selective. It has to be kind of a, a two-word category .com domain TLD, not, not, okay. not, a, not anything
0: else. Not a, dot, and, uh, not a dot .biz. <laughs> not dot we,
1: uh, one thing I can say is that and I are, you know, uh, other than a, a couple dot orgs that we're involved in, um, uh, we are uh, dot com only people and um, I have pretty strong opinions that there's com and everything else is fairly worthless.
0: <laughs> and well, um, would you put CCT or D's in that category as well? Or are you t- mainly talking about uh, dot biz and dot info? Or...
1: The analogy I always use is the following and I teach some classes at some colleges around here in the Boston area, and Mm -hmm. I talk to to the uh, grad students or the undergrads about this too. Um, I tell people to take a test. It's kind of an extension of the billboard test, I guess, that Zappy talks about. But Mm -hmm. I tell people to take a test, and I tell them to start, pick a day in the week and a time, so Monday at 7 p.m., and... For the next seven days, from that Monday to the following Monday at 7 p.m., I tell them to make note and write down every single television ad they see on primetime television. So if they're watching the Super Bowl or the NFL game or they're watching Desperate Housewives on Sunday night, uh, to look at every commercial, every ad, not only advertisement, but what the shows themselves are doing, American Idol, uh, Mm -hmm. to them. When they're in their car, look at every billboard that they drive by on the major highways. If you're driving from Boston to New York, that's billboard central on I-95. Look at the billboards. Uh, While you're driving and looking at the billboards, put on the radio. (laughs) And at the end of the week, tell me, did you hear anything but .com, .edu, .gov, or .org? .edu would be for a college. You may have heard, maybe heard that in the seven-day window dot yep. org you've probably heard for a charity uh, or a 501c3.gov. You know the only time I've heard that recently is for about the flu, <laughs> uh, flu.gov, which they're advertising. Uh-huh. But what you will see is you will watch what I believe are hundreds of millions of dollars of advertisements paid for mm-hmm. by large companies uh, on the you know americanidol.com, NFL.com. And you will just see .com, 99.9% of those ads will be .com, which tells me that for the last 10 years and the next 10 years, billions of dollars are spent marketing the word .com, which has now become part of the extension. So if somebody wants to go take else and advertise it on primetime television, I am fairly confident that I am going to be the beneficiary of most of that traffic, at chocolate.com, because people yep. won't even look at the extension.
0: Yeah, now I'm I'm going to um, be a devil's advocate here with that with that uh, with that statement, and I agree with you, um, and I agree with you on the basis that you're coming from the US point of view. Um, now, me being living in Australia, everything you just said then is it is right except add the .au on the end, because we don't see like pretty much 90% of the domains we see advertising is .com.au or um, in in the yellow pages, you, you pick up the yellow pages here and, again, 90% is .com.au. So in that sense, if if the target market is a local market or an Australian market or a UK market, would you still say that that point is is valid for, for those extensions?
1: Well, well, two things. I think, you know, from my seat, from a business, strictly a business seat, Mm-hmm. You know, um, the internet is extremely global. We live in a global world, a global economy. Yep. You know, I'm selling chocolate to Norway and Canada and Belgium and Sweden every day. Okay, yep. to consumers there. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm. Um, you know, but what I, what I would say is, um, you know, there's a uh, it's it, you know it's hard to build a business on the internet. It's a very very successful business. Someone once told me when I was in the uh, Investment business that you know, there was one, there was a window in the late 80s, early 90s where everybody in the U.S. said, you know, they got to buy foreign stocks, and all the stockbrokers are trying to pitch and buy foreign stocks. And Mm -hmm. someone said to me, it's hard enough to pick the U.S. ones, never mind that you actually know something about, never mind trying to pick the foreign ones. (laughs) There's enough enough money to be made in the U.S. So, with that said, um, you know, uh, to build a business in the states, sure. You know, my first goal is to do well in the United States. You know, before I worry about doing well abroad. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I suppose I suppose it, it comes down to, um, you know, to. But, but, but... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was saying, I suppose it really comes down to you've got to analyze your own situation. Look at. I mean, if you know, if someone who's listened to this podcast um, is in UK or in India, or wherever they may be, that the opportunity is still there for them to buy .coms, but also there's the opportunity for them, who, if they really understand their local market, to take advantage of that. And um, I suppose it, really, it, it also comes down to the the type of domain name that we, we're talking about. Like chocolate.com is, is a completely universal global brand, where uh, anyone will potentially order chocolate, whereas maybe something like solar hot water um, systems, maybe you know people aren't going to go to the dot .com per se in Australia because they're not going to order a, a, a solar hot water system from the US. I'll get it from from somewhere local. So, um, I
1: agree. I agree with you, and I and I think that country codes have their place.
0: Yeah, um, you know, to be used effectively.
1: Certainly, the UK australia and germany have done a you know good job of that over i say anybody um you know on the flip side uh i would tell you and i don't know this factually for australia so i don't want to mm-hmm. say something that you know uh, i'm just this is a, an opinion not a fact but yep. i can tell you in china the top 10 websites are still .com, and i can tell you in germany the top 10 you know businesses
0: online are .com,
1: and, and i, I yep. would assume australia uh fits into that mode as well at a high level.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and there's more more than likely, uh, from, from my investigations and research, um, a lot of the top companies uh have definitely got their own com as well as dot com Um uh if the opportunity is there and if, if the if the affordability of the com is there they'll they'll definitely have it. So yeah, I agree. And look I, there's no disputing the com as, as the king. Um that's that's I um we uh, were just having a conversation with someone the other day, and really, you know, they they uh, weren't even searching on .coms in Australia. So, it's just an, it, interesting. It's there's, there's so many different ways to come about this uh, at the domain market, and I think that's what the, the exciting is. The exciting thing is there's so many opportunities still available, um, and... And looking at uh, your website now, looking at simpledomains.com, um, there's lots of opportunities for people to get started if, with, with a great name there if they wanted to buy one. So h- how is it you um, come up with the pricing of your names? Is, is Do you have a, a, formula, a formula you work on, or um, what is it that sort of gives you the idea to price the name the way you have?
1: At Simple Domains? Yep. Um. I think we price them largely since, since as I said earlier, uh, we do not believe that the value lies in the 20% part of the value chain, which is type in traffic or uh-huh. uh, per click revenue or anything along that line. Uh, our pricing tends to be, you know, brand based, uh, and I think, as I said, um, you know, I think we are. Been doing this for a long time and been pretty good at it, and um, I think a lot of our pricing is, you know, what would, what would we pay? What could this be worth as a brand to someone? And then we discount it significantly, as I said, because we want to help people get into business or use their, the proper domain. So we discount, you know, we priced it at, um, you know, what I think is well below fair market value, if. You are viewing it from the seat of someone who wants to take that domain and do something with it as an end user. Exactly. Uh, whether yep. In the business or not. Now, I will say this we've sold a lot of domains to date at Simple Domains. Mm-hmm. And before we published our pr- any pricing on this website, the only way you could buy a domain from us was by bidding through CETA, where the minimum bid to enter, it didn't mean our selling price was this, but the minimum to start a process was five thousand dollars. So if you put in four thousand five hundred, CETO would tell you the minimum was five thousand. Gotcha. So one of the reasons we built our own site was the problem with CETO is you know the minimum is five thousand or whatever you set it at. So nobody puts in twenty thousand to start, right? No. Uh, they, <laughs> no. And almost every offer that we have got over the last two years came in at five thousand. And of I can course. tell you yeah. I can tell you that we sold many, many, many domains that started at 5,000, north of 50,000, and it, that negotiation took all of an hour back and forth through CETO. So yep. they started at five, they paid 50, and as an end user, they obviously still believed 50 was a good price. Mm. Okay. Yep, so yep. I think what we've done at simple domains by publishing prices, and there is a qualifier that all prices are subject to change and we can reject any offer. Uh, but what we've done by publishing the prices is given even a better opportunity for us to kind of live by that price and for someone to come in and say, uh, we'll pay that and not get into a back and forth. So where we may have sold, where we may have a domain published for $7,500 in the past, if it had gone through CETA, we might have negotiated to 50000 and now someone can go on the site and buy it. Um, so I, I think it's a great opportunity for people in the industry to buy uh, or, or at least for end users to buy.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a really uh, it's a nice, clean, easy to navigate site. It's um, it, it's good. It's got the uh, you know you've got your your category navigation, um, and I'm just looking at the uh, the energy slash solar slash wind domains at the moment, and um, there's some, some some great names there. Uh, solar. Yeah, management. we've done very well.
1: Ed. We've done very well and get a ton of inquiries about uh, anything wind energy, solar, and green.
0: Mm. It's a hot, it's a hot subject. <laughs> Pardon the pun with the solar, but um, now you, your uh, your blog uh, has been great. I've enjoyed reading reading that. Um, what what are your your tactics behind doing a blog? Is it just like whenever you feel like it, or when something you know uh, comes up that uh, you feel you need to have a voiceover, or uh, do you have any you know particular plans for the blog? Is it um, going to be something you're going to post on every day, or just whenever you feel like it?
1: Well, I said to my assistant,
0: Sarah, mm-hmm. every day,
1: you have to bug me to do something on there, and <laughs> you have ideas, and you can't go home until I've done something on there. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, that, that's because I know otherwise it won't be every day. Uh, so I've kind of got it to the point where I'm going to try to do something every day, but I'd rather do something when I think it's relevant. Uh, And say something important, than just say something for the sake of saying it. So uh, it's brand new. I'm busy. We're all busy. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to always at least opine an opinion when I think it's important. And I uh, I do have a post up there uh, relaying uh, a story. I I forget what I titled it, but it was something along the lines of every day can be your special day, Uh, and it relays a story about the domain name Facebook. And it's really, I think, an inspirational story for anyone in the domain industry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm reading. That, I'm looking at that one now, and um, there are many examples. And the, that's the amazing thing about the internet is there are there are billion dollar sites that at, at this moment don't exist, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and and in five years time, we'll, we'll look back and go, "Wow, look at that!" The, you know, the Facebooks and the YouTubes and the, the Twitters of the world will keep emerging. So, um, uh, someone. I, 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 um, yeah, go ahead. I'll say someone. Someone I'm interviewing at the start of next year is uh, Ed John's Wu from uh, Bankaholic.com. Um, there's you know a classic example of a you know a fourteen and a half million dollar sale of a website that was only a, a yep. couple of years old that didn't exist and it was you know he started it in his bedroom basically. So <laughs> it's, it's a it's a brave new world. Um, you know
1: the, I, the other thing I would say about you know and I, I
0: kind
1: of um, always reach this and, and again you know it comes back to what I was saying earlier about the brand and the Google value um, a, a, a managing director of one of the most foremost venture capital firms in the US um, recently said to me if a company doesn't own its category domain and this was a specific example we were just having an off the record kind of copy. Conversation about sweepstakes.com, and I was saying that the largest sweepstakes company I know of, um, Publishers Clearinghouse, just didn't get it, and they just don't understand the internet and the mechanisms in Google. And the venture capitalists said to me, and a very well-known one, uh, if they, you know anyone who doesn't own their category name for the kind of numbers they can own it for today, you know, a couple million bucks, let's say, and yep. they're the leader in the space. They just don't understand how Google search and the internet works.
0: No. And they're going to have a rude, rude shock in five or 10 years time. <laughs> so, and all the, all the better for people like us, I say. And, um, now you, you say so you've been in the game for, you know, it's 10 years now with, 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 uh, domain names. Um, the next 10 years, how do you, how do you see that unfolding? Do, do you think we've really just started hitting the, the, uh, the accelerator pedal, um, in regards to the potential of names and uh, what what is it? What's your, your viewpoints on what's coming up?
1: Um, I'm not naive. I don't want to profess to be naive enough to say that there's not any risks. You know, we're in a very evolving world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think anyone who believes that it's just clear sailing forever, you know, is also potentially open to a rude awakening. You got to keep your eyes open. You know, I've heard for years back in the, 98 window uh, 1998 there was a company that we all probably remember called real names that I believe raised over a hundred million dollars and they were going to change the entire way you access the internet through keywords and domain names were going to be rendered worthless mm-hmm. um, and of course they uh, two years later were, were the ones rendered worthless <laughs> uh, write off um, for, for the investors but you know a, a lot's happening and and you know I still believe, you know, one of the key things you hear about, you know, a a couple things. I think that I'm a huge believer in the long-term value of domains. I'm a bigger believer in the long-term value of the best domains, which to me are the category one and two word dot-com extension domain names, where the dot-com continues to be ingrained into the consumer and the world's head as the part of the brand, as we discussed earlier with advertising and, you know, watching Uh primetime TV and the you know, billions of dollars a year spent, including the dot com extension and ads. Yep. The more that happens, the longer that happens, the more important it becomes. Yes. Um, I think that, you know, today's buzzword is, you know, everybody wants to build a Facebook or an iPhone app. Uh, <laughs> you know, look, Facebook's an incredible thing that's not going away with 350 million users. Okay. But I, what, what I would say is this. People got to be careful. I, I, know, I know of a, 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 a group here of very smart people in the Boston area that developed one of the early iPhone apps. And I'm, I prefer to just not discuss what it was or to name it. Yeah, that's Just call it app, yep. the Widget app. And it was so powerful that it was actually used by Apple in one of its earlier commercials for, Apple, for, for, for iPhone apps mm-hmm. and on national television here in the States. And you know they started off nice. They put a couple hundred thousand dollars into building it. Yeah. You know, today I saw that there's are the 133rd app listed in the entertainment section of an iPhone. Right. Lost, buried with no one able to find them. You know, and so what I think, and the same with Facebook. There's a handful of companies making money on Facebook. You know, a handful, um, and most of them are the guys who operate the casual games. Okay. Uh, With their apps. Other than that, it's a very crowded world and it's very hard to get lost in. So what I say is right now the hot buzzword is to live inside the wall, the walled garden of Facebook or the walled garden of the iPhone. But I expect in the next few years it's going to come back out. You know, everyone's going to realize they have to come back outside the walled garden to what we call the Internet and uh, (laughs) websites through their computers and through their cell phones and through their um, other devices. And I, yes, there'll always be, a, I, I'd rather see someone start outside the walls and then put themselves inside the walls of Facebook or Apple, uh, of an iPhone. But, you know, the more it comes outside the walls and the more it's realized that you need to come outside the walls, um, the, the more valuable it's going to be, in my opinion, to have the right domain name to separate you from the pack to come up on the first page of Google, et cetera. So, yeah, you know, for me, as long as, you know, you stick to the high, high end of the chain. You don't base your world around PPC because I think that could change on a dime. Okay. And if it does, you know, and you're relying on pay per click and Google changes their mind they, about how they want to pay per click at some point, which they restruct-
0: do all the time
1: <laughs> zero cash flow. Um, yeah. So you still have your domain name, but you may not have any cash flow. So if your domain name is a great brand, you'll get the eighty percent value chain if you go to sell it or do something or develop it into a business. But if you're sitting with a lousy domain name and suddenly your paper goes away, you know what do you have? You know you have a uh, you know a piece of property stuck in the middle of Iowa instead of on Madison Avenue between 68th and 61st. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Great yeah. yeah. right analogy. Right. Well. Um, well Thank you very Thanks. much for your time. Um, I know you're a busy man, and you've, you've got a lot on your plate. And uh, it's it's great to get the other half of uh, of the internet real estate uh, gang. Um, so uh, i really look forward to reading more of the uh, the blogs that you've you've got you've got going on uh, Simple Domains. And whoever, whoever hasn't checked it out, go to Simple Domains and and have a read. It's great stuff. And uh, you know this knowledge is there. Uh, from people like your, you, yourself, who you know have um, have been there and, and and done that with a lot of stuff that people are only if, if people are only just getting started, uh, and you know you're not charging for this knowledge. And this is this is the amazing thing about a lot of the domain stuff is uh, people are quite willing to share. So um, um, I, I think there's a, there's a sense there's there's not usually a threat because if you you know if you own the category domain, it's a unique piece of property. It's very unlikely someone else is going to come along and have a, a, another name called chocolate.com <laughs> so um so well thank you thank you for your time andrew and uh we'll you know maybe have a, a catch-up call sometime again in the future would love to awesome
1: thought it was good i love your site so
0: oh thanks mate cheers thanks Bye, Matt. thanks for your time mate cheers andrew